Got Your Back Podstream is brought to you by Kinprint. For all your company's promotional needs, they do it all. Apparel, promotional products, using the highest quality brands. They do logo design, signage, and printing. Kinprint will promote your brand with excellence. Visit kinprint.ca. Hello, folks. Welcome to Got Your Back. Sunday night live stream edition. Not even letting the music breathe a little tonight like I normally do off the top of the show because we've got crap to get to. Corey Perry set to become a member of the Edmonton Oilers. Jason Strudwick, Rob Brown standing by. We're going to get into all aspects of this news that broke a little bit earlier on today. As always, Got Your Back is brought to you by our fantastic title sponsor, Sherwood Buick GMC. They're thrilled to announce that once again, a sixth consecutive year, They are the number one GMC dealership volume-wise in the entire country. And they want to thank you for helping them make that happen. Your loyalty is much appreciated. It's a great dealership. They got a streamlined process, great sales staff. They make it easy on you. And by the way, they got fantastic vehicles. I got the Sierra 1500. Just an awesome truck. Go see Phil and the crew. Check them out at gmcpod.com. Coming at you from our Long Shot studio out here in Sherwood Park, Long Shots. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in Edmonton and in Sherwood Park. Locations, Stony Plain Road and here in the park. They got those great track man simulators. Okay, already some people are a little frustrated at us. We know there's a football game that is finishing as we speak and Brownie's currently looking at that game right now. No, not listening to his host. He's yelling. <laughs> I know the TV is right above your computer screen because you've I've watched <laughs> you watching it. And listen, we apologize, but it's a breaking news day for the orders, and we wanted to get up sooner rather than later. So if you're listening in podcast form on Monday, this won't matter at all to you. But Strutty, you in the middle of football time too? I was, yeah. I was also I was doing some knitting. So pretty busy night for old oh, Uncle boy. Strutty. Um, progress is positive on the scarf, guys. It's coming good, hey? Yeah, yeah, it's nice. I know you guys laugh and joke, and it's like when I'm wearing that scarf and maybe throwing a nice uh, visor on from Kinprint, I'll be looking good. You know what I think Wait. we need to do here, Brownie? Uh, Struds, I think we need to do this. So I came clean on the Catan thing, mm-hmm. right? I was vulnerable. I laid myself out there. Right. It was appropriately bludgeoned. You laid yourself out there, at least your wife did, on social media about the knitting, right? We bludgeoned you a little bit, had a good time, but it's all in good fun. Brownie, would you like to be vulnerable with us here? Would you like to share something embarrassing so that Struds and I don't feel so naked and exposed while you're just always so composed and solid? What do you have for us, buddy? Give us an embarrassing secret. Well, I am drinking tea out of my family mug that I had made for my wife's graduation. I don't know. Little, That's pretty horrible. I mean, I, I, yeah. it's cute, I think. Um, it's delicious tea. Let, okay, um, let, me, let me first jump in here and say something. <laughs> I did not go all the way to Jasper and spend my weekend <laughs> we knitting a scarf <laughs> in a hotel room with my wife. So I, I don't I don't think we're on the same level. <laughs> don't try to drag me down to your level because this is point, completely different. That's right. The point is, point is, is no. on this podcast, I mean, I talked about the padded seat on my Peloton. 
right? Like we've, yes. we've been vulnerable. We're all aging men and we all are, we have our own issues and we can't be afraid to express those issues here on the pod. Struts, you've taken up knitting in your elder years. Yeah. But that, that doesn't suggest um, weakness in my, my bum area. It doesn't suggest that I'm a dud when I go on a trip with my wife. Guys, we were in Mexico, didn't see the water, didn't touch the water. Can't stand the salt water. We were inside and I read a novel. You wouldn't believe it. Brownie, <laughs> what do you got for me, buddy? Come on, a, a cute mug. Um, your family's not going to do it. Can you think of something by the end of the pod? Can you get? Can you? Can you get vulnerable with Struds and I? Can you bury your soul for the world to see, like we have? I'll try, but I mean, everyone that knows me knows me as very manly, working on trucks, shooting deer, <laughs> yeah. lifting bricks. You know, okay, just right. think of something. Right. By the end of the by the end of your two and a half segments, I want you to, to have shared something with us that we can either choose to ridicule you over or accept you lovingly. Uh KB97 okay. on the stream is getting super pissed. He's like, Can we talk about Corey Perry, you guys, please? Sure. Yes. Yeah, that's what everybody wants to talk about. Okay, let's get to our breakdown. And it is brought to you by Adrenaline Diesel, Edmonton's heavy-duty diesel truck and repair shop. A unique shop for a couple of reasons. They do all sorts of custom jobs, exhausts, engines, body work. If you can think of it, they can get it done. And they're also the Ghostbusters. If no one can figure out what's up with your engine, take it to them. They will figure it out. Marty and his staff love the challenge. High standards, great service. Visit AdrenalineDiesel.ca. Okay, Dave Pagnotta from the fourth period. Uh, full credit, the first to report that things were closing in and a deal was agreed to between the Edmonton Oilers and Corey Perry. I did some additional reporting earlier on today. Gentlemen, this is happening, likely an announcement coming tomorrow. Uh, Chris Johnson also jumped on there, talked about it being a prorated salary league minimum. Um, there are two conversations to have. There is the off-ice conversation, and then there's the on-ice conversation. I think maybe we should start with the off-ice conversation here, guys. As I reported today, my understanding of the due diligence that was done is this. Corey Perry went to the National Hockey League, um, didn't have to, and had a conversation with them, talked to them about what happened and what steps he had taken. The NHL put up no roadblocks for Corey Perry to come back to the NHL. He was free to sign wherever. That was several weeks ago, right? A month or so, maybe even a little bit more. In that time, teams have been doing their due diligence um, looking into this scenario. My understanding on the Oilers' due diligence is it's been constant communication with the agent, multiple conversations with Perry, multiple conversations with the league, and um, I think the pathway is there even for there to be have been some conversations with the Chicago Blackhawks as well. So Struds, as a team, you don't want any surprises. You want to make sure that you truly are free and clear to bring the player in and that there aren't going to be any issues that pop up after the fact. Part of that is understanding what happened, what reparations were made, and making sure that things are all on the up and up. The orders have determined that's the case, and so they're making this move, Struds. Well, then it's good for me. That's good enough. I, you know, you, you, we talked about having the, the need to do all those, all that work, background check, all that stuff. And from what you're explaining, what you laid out there, it sounds to me like they, they did a very thorough look into it because if something got under the radar and they didn't get it, and let's say they're in the second round of the playoffs and something blows up and comes out, it's a big problem for Perry, for the Oilers, and for the team. So I, I, you know, I can't imagine they hadn't got the full understanding of where everything sits without moving forward, Brownie. I agree. I mean, 
considering we know nothing of it, it's really hard to judge it. So uh, you have to trust that the Oilers did the right. I mean, the Oilers are a very good hockey club with everything going right. For them to go out and sign somebody that may come back and haunt you would be a horrible, horrible mistake on a season that's going so right now. So I would have to imagine that they feel and everyone feels that it's this is the right move and nothing's going to come back and bite them and whatever did happen was a one-off or something that uh, you can live with. But again, it's it's really hard for any of us to judge. I mean, we're judging guesses. So uh, I, I trust I trust uh, Ken Holland and the entire Oilers organization that they made the right choice. So just a quick recap on the sequence of events, right? The Blackhawks term, uh, terminated Perry's contract saying that he had engaged in conduct unacceptable and in violation for both the terms of his standard players' contract and the Blackhawks' internal policies intended to promote professional and safe work environments. He was asked if it was a legal matter. He said, no, this is a workplace matter. Corey Perry then released his statement, sincerely apologizing to the entire Chicago Blackhawks organization, ownership, management, coaches, trainers, employees, my teammates. He said, he'd like to apologize to my fans and my family. I'm embarrassed and I have let you all down. He then went on to say, I've started working with experts in the mental health and substance abuse fields to discuss my struggles with alcohol, and I will take whatever steps necessary to ensure this never happens again. I hope to regain the trust and respect of everyone who has believed in me throughout my career. Once again, I am deeply sorry, uh, that letter from Corey. So we push forward to the press conference tomorrow. I assume it's going to be tomorrow where Perry will be, you know, and, and I'm, I'm sure Ken Holland would end up being there too. They'll be addressing some of this. And I think, you know, there are those who feel like there have to be answers and there have to be some sort of explanation and details and all that sort of thing. I don't really go into that press conference feeling that way. I think we need to ask him what he's willing to share with us about what happened. I think he's going to have to address this in his media conference tomorrow. But I don't know that they have to lay all the details out for everybody, Struds, or that they even can, quite frankly. But I'll be interested to see how Perry and Ken Holland handle this situation tomorrow because, bottom line, there's going to be a press conference and we have to go do there, go, go there, and we have to do the job and ask some of those questions. Well, I think the lineup has to be Jeff Jackson and Ken Holland and Corey Perry. I think all three have to be there. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know. Like, some things happen in private. And you, mm -hmm. you keep it private. So he, I think he's paid a price for whatever happened. And now let's be clear. There's been no um, charges laid for anything no, that happened. No, no. And the so NHL this, looked into it and didn't even see the need to pr put right. any roadblocks in front of them. And you're like, I, I'm, I'm sure with Blackhawks and what's happened to them recently, they'll have been very sure that there was nothing that they didn't do and look into to make sure they couldn't come back on them or, or affect somebody, the, 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 the person that, or whatever, I'm guessing had to be someone involved in it. So they, mm -hmm. they would have got dug through all that. So, um, you know, just considering the team, considering the time, I, I, I feel pretty comfortable that this is fine for everyone to move forward but i think jackson and and holland both have to be there brownie to um just talk about this well it's funny there's always a fascination uh, of wanting to know uh, whether it's media or fans you want to okay what happened what happened at the end of the day Corey perry could say you know what i screwed up i apologize i'm going to move on and that could be the end of it mm -hmm. and there's really nothing that anyone should ask for for more because if there was another party involved you don't want to make it public if that person doesn't want it made public. So I, I don't know which way Corey Perry is going to go. 
I know it's going to be a little more difficult because it's a Canadian media mm-hmm. as opposed to an American media. I mean, an American media con- or press conference, there might have been three people there. I mean, when I, when I played for the Pittsburgh Penguins, we had two beat reporters. That was it. So it's going to be much different in Canada. But at the end of the day, he, can, he only has to tell you what he wants to tell you or what he can tell you. And then we have to accept it. I mean, let's be honest. Unless something really goes sideways off the ice, all we want anyone up here right now is hoping they get the Corey Perry that they've seen over the last number of years. And on the ice, they give them what they expect from them, and then everyone will be happy. One last bit of business, and then we will talk about everything on the ice. The union has until the 29th of January to initiate a process that would see an arbitrator rule on whether they had sufficient grounds to terminate his contract or not. So still a little bit up in the air as to what, what's going to happen with the if there's going to be a grievance on the contract front. Uh, so those decisions have yet to be made. Uh, when this press conference happens, uh, we'll ask him the questions that uh, we feel are fair. We'll see what he has to say. And then, uh, as was the case with Evander Kane, you move on and you let the players play and his actions dictate how things are going to go moving forward. The owners have gone down this path a few times, right? Evander Kane, there was some baggage that came with that decision and it was viewed as controversial. I'll even point to Jake Vertanen being brought in on a PTO. Mm -hmm. At times, players come with some of this stuff and Ken Holland has shown a willingness to bring some of these players in with the idea and the eye on a second chance for them. Struds, it's a little bit of a sequence here. What do you make of that? The fact that in three instances here, it's been Ken Holland, uh, you know, at the helm of bringing this type of situation into the organization. Well, he's obviously open to, you know, to making his team better. And Vertan and I did not agree with, you know, even if he had nothing in his background, I still wouldn't have taken the player. It, it to me, he I, he always looked like and played like a lazy player. So that I so let's just get clear on that. Evander Kane, uh, you know everything that was going on behind him. I, I you know I didn't. You hear some things and you're not sure what it is. But I love the player. And now I'm looking at Corey Perry again. Not sure exactly what's going on, but the owners have done some research into it, and I do love the player as well. So you're getting a little bit of a player who has. You know, instead of the front of the store where all the nice stuff, you're kind of getting that dent and bruised uh, fridge that's in the back. And that's why you're getting a bit of a discount on it or even it being available, Brownie. Well, actually, I'm, I got one of those fridges right over there in my bar. <laughs> had a little, couple little dents on it, but 50% yeah. off. Um, the only way you can do this as an organization and as a, a GM is you trust that your room is strong enough. If you bring an Evander Kane into your room, you better trust that Leon and Connor and Nurse, those guys are strong enough. So uh, they they trusted. Bringing Evander Kane in, he had way more bags than Corey Perry does. And if they felt that they were strong enough to have Evander Kane, then I don't think they have any issue bringing in Corey Perry as long as they know what's going on. So, yeah, uh, I've said for about six, seven years, the player that the Edmonton Oilers have been missing (laughs) has been Corey Perry. And my friends hate it because they all hate Corey Perry. Until tomorrow morning, when all my friends will love Corey Perry. <laughs> all right. I'm glad we had that part of the discussion. Great job with that, guys. Now let's talk about the on-ice product and the potential impact that Corey Perry has on the lineup. There's one question I'm going to ask, but I don't want an answer yet. We're going to talk about it in our takeaways segment. If you're still on a winning streak when he's ready to go, are you putting him in? Don't answer. Don't answer. We know this coach doesn't like messing with a winning lineup, but if all of a sudden Corey Perry is available or do you wait 
and see what happens. Just let that ruminate a little bit. People can chime in on the stream. Do you put him in as soon as he's ready to go if they're still on the heater? With that said, Struds, you start. What role do you think he will fill on this team and where will he play? He adds size to this group in the bottom six. And that that is what they need. Right now they have five clear top top five uh top five players, you know, whether it's Kane or or Fogel, there's five of them, and then the other one makes the six. So they have six guys. I don't see with the right now with the speed uh, of the game. I don't see Perry in that role. I see him in a third or fourth line role. And you want me to tell you what line you want him to be on? Yeah, let's do That'd it, man. Good. Roll your lines I, out. I, this is the kind of line that I dream about when I when I lay down <laughs> and I put my my music on my meal diamond greatest hits. It's Holloway at center, Connor Brown on right wing, and Corey Perry on the left. This is a now I know he's a right, but that's how it has to be. This is a big. Hardworking, heavy, and annoying line that is changing momentum. They are grounding, pounding teams in the offensive zone. Uh, I think Corey Pear will help drag uh, Brown and and Holloway into battles more often. Just kind of be a hard, not fun, ugly line to play against. And that is the my dream line. And that is what I've been waiting for years since it was myself. Brodziak and Sortini, the Oilers have not had this kind of line. And we're talking over 12 years. So then what's your fourth line then, Strud? Or what's your other line? You got McLeod well, in the middle still? I got McLeod. So now, yeah, so yes, I have I have McLeod, uh, Ryan, and Yanmark. 13-71-10, right? A step, just so that's next step, you're feeling, I think you're looking for a trade somewhere in there. Okay, Brownie. Well, I'll give you the lines that I'll start with, but these aren't the ones they're going to finish with because you're they're going to start. First of all, I don't like Strud's line, the fourth line with Perry playing with um, Holloway and Brown for simply because that's a fourth line and I want Holloway playing more. I don't want Holloway playing fourth line center. He needs to get more ice time. He's a good hockey player that needs more ice time than he's going to get there. Uh, I think they'll start with Perry on your fourth line and you'll have him playing probably with Holloway and Brown or Holloway and Gagne. That'll be how they start. I think eventually my line, I would have McLeod playing with Yanmark and Holloway. And then I would eventually go with Ryan centering uh, Perry and Brown or Perry and Gagne or something. Those guys will be just mixed up and, and you'll be putting them in on a whatever team they're playing against. Where they, I, just, I just don't like Holloway playing on my fourth line. I don't. And the, prob- the problem, the problem you, you have with... Yeah, well, that's because yeah, they're not always going to get ten minutes. Well, it was a close game. On they're the not road. always going to get ten. Saturday they got night. nine. They got nine minutes. We got Holloway got nine minutes. I want him getting was, more than nine minutes. I round up. I round up. <laughs> yeah, you're, <laughs> well, you, well, see, it's funny because my wife rounds down. How much was that? One hundred ninety nine dollars. It was a hundred bucks. No, no, one hundred ninety nine dollars <laughs> is two hundred dollars, sweetheart. Um, I, I, I think the the problem that for Perry here in this whole situation, Perry, uh, he doesn't penalty kill. So you don't want to take out penalty killers out of your lineup. So that means you got Brown and Ryan in there. Uh, Perry, I mean, every, he's, he's an f- incredible front, net front presence on your power play, but guess what? The others don't play a second power play unit. Mm-hmm. So his mon- minutes will be limited that way. I mean, he's going to get 30 seconds if the first unit decides to come off. So here's your problem putting Perry into your lineup. Who are you going to take out that's not a penalty killer when everybody's healthy? Gagne. Well, yeah, that would be the guy. So then you're on your fourth line with Perry, and yeah. he's... I, I like Perry. I like him in the lineup. He, abrasiveness that he can bring to the game, yeah. that you can move up in your lineup if you need to for short so, spurts. 
I think we can all agree that where he starts in the first game might not be where he lands when no. it settles in. And the lines that I'm looking for right now are when everybody's settled in and all things being equal, what do you think the configuration is that has a chance to stick? That's that's kind of what I'm putting out there. So I'll throw out my lines. Um, you keep the first line the same. You keep the second line the same. Brownie, I completely agree with you. Dylan Holloway needs to be on either the second or the third line mm -hmm. if he continues to play the way that he has started right after one chris game yeah but chris knobloch is not going to get in the way of dylan holloway if he comes back and continues to perform like that he's not going to put up a roadblock for that guy he's going to let him be what he's going to be so i would say holloway is a fourth line center i don't think his long term it's a fit because i think he's going to bull his way into more ice time so i got holloway on the third line with ryan mcleod in the middle and Corey perry on the right side your fourth line you go with Yanmark, you go with ryan which is not ideal in the middle with Derek ryan as a fourth line center but you deal with it for now and then you have connor brown and sam gagne kind of battling it out mm -hmm. for that fourth line right wing spot yep, and i like that how your penalty kills going and that sort of thing I think Dylan Holloway is a third-line left winger on this team, and I think they need to allow for him to work his way into that. Yeah, I agree 100% with that. And the Strut only flip-flop, as you go forward, the only flip-flop, if they don't make a trade to improve their top six, you can always flip-flop Holloway and Fogle at some point, and you can get Holloway in your top six and Fogle. Now, all of a sudden, you got Fogle playing with McLeod and Perry, too. So that's and the I, other I option. I think you're still looking struts for a fourth-line center. I think the Oilers, in an ideal world, can still fill sure. that fourth-line center spot. Go ahead, Strudz. No, I love that you guys had that idea, but I think the Oilers have a different idea because Dylan Holloway went down to the minors and played center there, and then the first game back up, he played center. So yeah. it's clear what the agenda for this group is to, to try to put him at uh, center. Now, that could maybe mean moving up, uh, but I, I honestly, guys, I think they want him to be a center. And so... He's the center. Otherwise, why are they talking about it so much, right? You can kind of hear what – you'll get a sense of what they're doing when you hear them talking about it. So I, I understand what you're saying. I hear you, and I I, I value you, but I'm telling you you're wrong. They want him <laughs> at because they want four big, fast centers, and that's what they got. And then you don't have to trade for a center. Yeah, but my prediction is that that's not going to suffice for Holloway. He's going to give them no choice. He I was excellent against chance. Calgary. He I was think this, this guy has been ready to burst and you can't hold him back as a fourth line center when if he's going to play that well, he's going to push his way up this lineup. Uh, I'm going to put this out there, guys. I think the line I put together, they could take over the third line role. I honestly Brown, think with, Brown playing with Perry. Yeah, I, Brown. Brown's ready to burst to steal someone's line. I think mm. Brown's ready to go. Holloway's just going to be up ice like, guys, up here. Guys, I'm up here. <laughs> Brown Come on. can skate. I'll wait. Brown can skate. Brown I'll wait can for you. So I'll, you're going to have that line. The blue line. They're going to pass the McLeod line is what you're telling us. They might, I think. Well, the last game, they're almost the same ice time. Mm -hmm. And no power play, no penalty kill time, right? Mm -hmm. They're 10 minutes. Yeah. You, we got I some mean, yeah, some I love Corey Perry, but I mean, he's he's been playing, what, seven minutes a game in all his other than Chicago, but Chicago was horrible. But he was a fourth line guy with Tampa Bay. They got extra ice because he went on their power play. He's not going right. to get the power play right. time right. in Edmonton. It's going to be fascinating. Fascinating to see the way Chris Knobloch handles this situation. Struds, we're going to do our You Can. You services relentless player. So you can pick it out of any walk of life, NHL, Oilers, NFL, whatever you want, Struds, but let's get to that. Our uh, You Can You services relentless player or person. 
If you're an employer looking to hire entry-level staff for your company, you can use services can help. They train youth in pre-employment skills to help get them ready, willing, and able to join your team. Check out www.youcan.ca for more information. Who's on your mind today, Struddy? Well, I like when guys get hat trick. You know, I love talking about goal scores. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with a Kirill, uh, dollar dollar bill Kirill getting a hat trick uh, for Minnesota today over uh, Car yep. Carolina. Good for him. Hat trick nice. is a great, great little story for him beating Carolina. Good Did player, you see bro. the shots in the first period? It was The shots were, like, I think, 16 to 1 for Carolina were at they? one point. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, Carolina just dominated this game, but. Yeah, uh, you, you don't score on your chances and you allow the other team to come back. And the one thing Minnesota does have, they got a couple of top end players and Kirill is one of them. Can I throw a little bit of a fly into the ointment on the line conversation again? We'll just go back to that real quick before we go to break. Sure. It's your show. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> it is, Brownie. He's assistant. Yeah. Uh, Fogle in the two right wing spot. Longevity wise, what do we see here? Is this, is this locked in for a while, Brownie? Is he going to be there all year? Or should we start talking about the potential of other guys moonlighting up into that spot, whoever that might be? 55, 94, like whoever, whoever. Well, I, I can't see... Back to the wing, like... I can't see Perry being there. I just don't think mm -hmm. he can... Uh, the speed uh, playing with Leon and Kane. Uh, I could see Fogel and, and Holloway switching, or that's the upgrade you make at the trade deadline. Find someone to go there, and then you bring Fogel. Fo <clears throat> the thing is, Fogel has earned the right. I don't see him as a second-line right winger, top six guy, but he's playing so well that you cannot take him away. It's not fair to him. It's not fair to the team. But if you're going to upgrade something at the trade deadline, if you could find someone to play in your top six, and you can move Fogel down to your third line, and then all of a sudden someone bumps to your fourth, then you become a team like Vegas, where you have four solid lines mm -hmm. uh, of players that can move up and down at any time. So... Uh, Fogel earns the right right now, but I think in a perfect world, Fogel is probably a very good third line player instead. You're gonna when I look at yeah, no, go, ahead, I'll, I'll, go ahead. So I'll just jump in. I, I think that um, you know the addition of Holloway and now Perry has kind of bolstered that bottom six, and I think they have more options and different looks they can throw teams. But I do think that they need a guy that can kind of play wing or center on that on that third or and and maybe moonlight a bit in the top. And I, I keep coming back to this guy, Adam Henrique. I know the money's gonna be tough to make work. <laughs> Very tough. I I, I know, but I, I've money. liked this. Yeah, I I've liked this guy for a long time. Like I really kind of like you've uh you know uh wanted to have Perry on the orders. He Henrique, I think he just he adds a lot to this group. So he's a guy that I I think he answers a lot of the questions that I I would hmm. be uh be wanting yeah, to Yeah, but doesn't doesn't he make like six, seven million? I think like he's, he's five and a half. Five and change, isn't he? Five yeah, you got to trade him or? twice. So you trade him twice, right? Five. They keep half. Trade him again. Get him down to one and a half, and you're done. As you can see by the beautiful hat, Rob Brown's appearance on the podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Kinprints, helping you find creative ways to promote your brand, high quality apparel, top of the line brands. Visit Kinprints.ca. All right. When we come back, more Corey Perry talk, a little superstition talk. Brownie's going to embarrass himself with a vulnerable story that's all <laughs> going to make us love him and care for him even more than we already do because it's that kind of pod, so it's worth sticking around through a short break. Oh, and Struddy's World, coming up. Say goodbye to unruly hair and hello to a smooth and silky back in minutes with Backscape. 
Shave your back solo with no mess with Backscape's water-resistant long handle and patented six-blade design, leaving you with a no-mess shaving experience all in less than five minutes. Shop now for 40% off select kits just for you, our Got Your Back listeners, and make 2024 your year to elevate your grooming routine. If you own or operate a business, you know the value of a great employee. Just ask Shogger. Pathfind is here to help you find your next star player to help take your business to the next level. Pathfind can help with recruitment, career transition, leadership coaching. They truly have your whole team covered. Building you a championship caliber roster, find your team's path forward at pathfind.ca. Long Shots Golf is the destination for both golf enthusiasts and sports fans. Top-of-the-line TrackMan simulators provide a highly entertaining and accurate golf experience, while a full-service sports bar loaded with big screens and scratch kitchen make it a truly unique destination. They have locations in Sherwood Park and Edmonton. Experience the best indoor golf and sports bar in town. Visit longshots.ca. That's longshots with a Z.ca. Welcome back to the show. Time for takeaways brought to you by Martin Motorsports. Experience the thrill of the Widescape stand-up snowmobile. Visit Martin Motor. Look at this thing. Look at that thing. How much fun does that look like? Visit Martin Motorsports West or South Edmonton today and book a test drive to start conquering the unknown with its compact design and unmatched agility. It's a revolutionary machine designed for off-trail riding in deep snow. Stop by Martin Motorsports to view one today. Hey Zuby, hop in, bud. So guys, Zuby had an idea for a sh- for an idea for the show. And I I'm kind of supportive of it, but I, I don't necessarily want to just say let's do it. I think we should let people on our stream decide if we want to try it. You guys can have a bit of a say. Zuby, just just quickly run us through your, your creative idea. Now this would be on a, a slower night, like maybe, maybe tomorrow on a Monday night or something, Zuby. What do you, I have what to do you ele- got? Uh, now I have to give the elevator pitch to the stream, the 455 strong. I know. <clears throat> Part of the idea came from the fact that people had mentioned this on the stream before and referred to sometimes the interactions between Shogger and, and Strud's as being like watching the newlywed game. And I love the newlywed game. And probably there's a whole generation <laughs> of people who who don't even necessarily know how what that game is or how it works. But basically, I call it the Zubiwed game. And the idea is that I've I've put together a list of questions, both hockey-wise and personal as well, that will be asked to Ryan, that Ryan will answer factually. But prior to that, Brownie and Strud's, you guys will predict what you think his answers will be. And you'll have to physically write them down and hold them up a la... Uh, oh man, I'm brain farting on the ho- on the hosts. Uh, no, I'll come up with it later. But the mm-hmm. the guy who did it forever, and then we can score it. But it can mostly be just for fun and a few laughs. And you guys trying to predict and sort of see how well you know Shogger, or how well you predict he's going to answer the questions. Do you, guys, now, do you guys ever remember the, the the best ever outtake from one of the newlywed yes. shows? The question the question was, where is the weirdest place that you made Whoopi? <laughs> Yeah. And the guy answered, in the butt. <laughs> Brownie. It was actually the girl. It was actually the girl. It was the woman show. who said it. It was oh, actually was the, the woman. Okay. She looked very confused. Yeah, at, yes, look it up. It's in one of the best. 
Because not only that, they said whoopee, right? They didn't even say yeah, they sex said whoopee, because yes. that's how, that's how um, cons- you know, whatever conservative the show or the era was that they couldn't even mm-hmm. say sex. And she said in the, I think the word started yeah. with an A and it was bleeped. <laughs> but, okay. Amazing. But well, I did it much better. derail that uh, plan, Brownie. Struds, you've been shaking your head disapprovingly. I sense that you're not a fan of the idea or what? Where yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, 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 I'll reserve my judgment. I'll, I'll try it once, you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Am I still on? Are we still on? Here? Still on. That was you on the on the on your wedding day, and you, Jason. I, oh, 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 give it a shot. That was more like Shona. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, well, let's, kick it, let's kick it around. I mean, on a really slow night, you know. <laughs> what if it was you? What if you were the subject and Brownie and I were the ones writing it down? Because oh. then you could be the center of attention and your weirdness oh. would be on full display. No, I don't I, I don't need to be the center of attention, but I, I do need just <laughs> what? You know, what? You don't yeah. need to be no, wow. since no, when? Sure, man. <laughs> because, no, let's just be clear. Because I'm entertaining doesn't mean I have a desire to be the center of attention, but I mean, I, right. I say some great things. I mean, I, right. you can't hide talent, guys. You can't just disguise Connor McDavid as somebody else, right? If there was so a now you're the Connor McDavid of podcasts, <laughs> of entertainment, yeah. of entertainment, Brownie. Just because I'm entertaining doesn't mean I want to be the center of attention. I don't know. Man. If there it's were true. ever a lampshade that fit on your head, it would be on your head. I have to get it out. I have to get it out. <laughs> oh, okay. That that kind of went under the radar there, but that's got to be gem of the night. If what? there was ever a lampshade that could fit on your head, that's true. <laughs> that would be true. Well, Strugs <laughs> picks gem of the night, so I guess we'll see. Yeah. Zumi, <laughs> how are you feeling? You 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 are being vulnerable right now. You brought an idea forward, and you are vulnerable right now. How do I'm you fine. Feel? I'm fine with it. I thought Struds would it's era appropriate. I thought Struds would be all in on that, but that's okay. I think we. What, well, why am I the bad guy? Why don't we ask Brownie? What do you think, Brownie? It said one hundred percent. This would be that's a great idea. I love oh, the idea. No, no. no. When you now say, you're saying it because I was the bad guy. When you say that it's era, uh, you know, appropriate, do you mean whatever era those curtains behind Brownie are from? Yeah, hey, no, but I my love mother-in-law, my mother-in-law made oh. those for us. Isn't okay. that nice? Yeah, we believe you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say. Be. What, what oh is she my. using? Joanne right, what is, is going to be pissed at you, Shogger. Oh, oh boy. Much, much, Sorry, What's sorry. covering the windows in her camper? Yeah. <laughs> Goodness sakes. <laughs> Somewhere there's a 1970s couch that is just bones. Bones and springs. No I've got to watch the, the football game, so I had to move my table around, and that's behind me. Jeez. And wow. that couch, too. How about that couch? I got a couch behind me? Isn't that a what's it, are those chairs? What is that? What's on the other side? Oh, it's a chair. It's a, uh, it's a high stool. And actually, okay, there's my vulnerable. I made that. I went and bought the cloth at uh, one of those cloth stores, and I came home and I stapled it and made it all, and I made that chair. We were 11, and that was somewhat in style? <laughs> Is that any time in the last 15 years? Do you know how they have the dents sometimes in the fridges you get a cheaper version? They also have a bin at the yarn shop that's a cheaper <laughs> version. Fabric you chose plan. that cloth. I did, and it looks damn good. In the dark? <laughs> Not just the curtains. It's, 
It's perfect <laughs> with the curtains. Which is I'm, hoping, I'm hoping Mrs. Simmons isn't watching this podcast. Yeah. Uh, Zuby, yeah. I, I'm making the executive decision. We're doing the Zuby Wed game tomorrow yes. night. Tomorrow yes. night, second segment, takeaways, the Zuby Wed game. Book it. The Zuby Web. Show up in a good mood. I, I for am, once, I am for move. once, for I'm once. I'm trying to be honest here. You guys always, I was trying to get uh, some names of different uh, segments and you wouldn't be honest. I'm being honest. And no, we, what I think, we were but, honest with yours. We didn't like any of yours. Yeah. No, mine were good. I don't bad know ideas. what they were, but they were elite. Good content, bad ideas. Uh, one other thing is we get the takeaways here. We need to clarify. The owners are going to have to make a roster move. So there's going to have to be some movement. I think we all agree. Very good chance that ends up being Adam Ernie would be, would be the one that probably wouldn't fit, correct? I would think so, because they're going to yeah. want the extra defenseman still here. Yeah. yeah. And with Gagne doing what he just did, uh, you have to think that, uh, although they brought in a right winger in Corey Perry here, but they got lots of guys that can play left. So we'll see what ends up happening there. Uh, the question I posed earlier, guys, let's say Corey Perry were ready to go Tuesday night, and I don't think that he's going to be, but let's just say he were. Would you put him in, Brownie, on a 13-game heater? Well, the thing is... <laughs> He's, you said that Novluck doesn't want to change lineups. He has. Um, Gagne's come back. Holloway's come back. The difference is, if he if they put Perry in and they happen to lose, I mean, it's one thing if they bring in a, a guy that's already in your organization and you happen to lose. But if all of a sudden Perry comes in and the, all of a sudden the streak ends, I mean, it's not his fault. But... I just don't think you want to play him yet anyways. He's got to practice with the team. I mm -hmm. I mean, we, none of us know what he's been doing for the last, what has it been, two months since this all went down? Whenever, so has he been skating with the team? Has he been skating on his own? I think you let him practice for a couple of weeks with the team, get to know the team before you put him in the lineup. But you know what I'm saying about the streak too, right? Yep. That's kind of my point. He doesn't like changing a winning lineup. Do you just drop Corey Perry in and... And but they, they have changed the winning lineup. I mean, Gagne and Holloway have come in during the streak, mm -hmm. so there have been some changes. I just I, I just don't put Perry in because I don't think he's ready to play yet. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it's really an issue. He's not playing before the break. Then you have the break, and then you come mm -hmm. back from the break, and again, I think he needs a couple of practices. We're, so just even there, that's probably four or five games that I'm talking about. Um, you know, If they're still winning in, in that 18-game in win streak – I definitely don't think you break it, but I no I, no. At some point, it's it's going to be broken, and then we'll have to start a new one. And that's a cliche that they'll use that night. But I I, I just think that there's there's time for him to get readjusted before you have to even worry about putting in the lineup. Probably want to get him in before the All Star break, though, wouldn't you think? Like they got they got the three games no, here, and then they're off I don't, for a I, while. I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so I put him in. You don't I think you'd want to squeeze him it. into that Saturday Not game, even. maybe against the Preds? Not I wouldn't think about it. Again, it goes to Shoggy. How? What has he been doing? Like, where? Where well, has he been? He's been skating. Like, he's yeah, been on his own though. On his own, he's been staying ready for sure. But it's a little yeah. different than stepping I mean, into the best team in the National Hockey League and playing on their. their right. I I would wait because you get through Thank this you. week and then you got that whole break afterwards and then you come back from that and then it only depends as as Strud said if all of a sudden that first game out of the break isn't that the game they can tie the record in Vegas? That is something yeah. like you don't you don't play them then. You don't yeah. put him in. If it's a chance to tie the break record or beat the record, I wouldn't play him then. But I don't put him in before the All-Star break. I just Good. I think your team's playing well. He's coming in. Let him get acclimated to the new teammates and the practices and everything else. Don't even think twice about it. Just thanks for signing. Get your, get your ass going. Well, the other part of this too, guys, is that like Shane Pinto, when he got back with the Senators, he just 
practice for a little bit before you register the contract, right? So if he's not playing right away, you could see a scenario where they don't register the contract and he comes save in some and money. going and you save some money. You're accruing yeah. cap space and saving some money. So I, I don't know what it's, all of the mechanics are there, but I was uh, chatting with Hart Levine and our good friends over at Puckpedia, and there could be some sense to this not being a contract that's on the books right away, that you basically wait. You wait to make the roster move. You wait to make the move sure. until now. The reason for an announcement tomorrow is they want to get him in and getting him, get him practicing with the team. And if you're going to have them out there, you got to just now it's time to make the announcement and do the media availability. And then you just move on from there. So regardless of whether the contract is actually registered or not, uh, were you super like the not changing a winning lineup thing? I don't think it's I mean, it's just a fundamental principle. He tries to adhere to it when he can. But from a superstition standpoint, Brownie, were you a superstitious player? Either of you guys like anything for you, Brownie? No, I mean, I I think habit. I always dress left first, left skate, left elbow yeah. pad, left shin pad. But I think that was more habit than anything else. But no, no superstitions at all. I I was probably the most laid back player. I ever never redid my stick. Never if my I'd have like one strand of tape on at times. Never redid that. Um, wore one pair of skates for six years. I just yeah, I was pretty pretty easy player to have mm -hmm. on the team as a, for a trainer and stuff like that. So zero superstitions. But he also had the one he only four checked in the second period. That was one that was. That was, that was just habit. That was just a <laughs> bad habit. <laughs> no, I, I just think that the re and I've, I've stated before. I'll make it short. But when, when your team is winning, I don't like. It's just you're like, well, thanks for the win, but we're going to take you out of the lineup. And it's a mm -hmm. bit personal. It happened to me. I just don't like that. Reward the guys that are in there for getting the job done the night before. I just don't like that. That change. What it, what kind of culture are you creating when you just pull a guy out? Hey, you got the win, but you're out. Okay. Thanks. Right. I was bag skated, uh, you know. So that, it, and then that is a bit personal. So yeah. But to add to that, Shreds, my other favorite thing was team loses three in a row, and then they, you know what? That's it. We're making changes. The guy that's make, playing four minutes a night on the fourth right. line. You're going to the minors. Yeah. That's it. We're we're yeah. sending a you're message. Yeah, you're the problem. All four minutes that you're out. Yeah. There was some chatter here on the stream um, ba, 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 that Frank Saravalli had reported that there's a good chance that he will be playing this week. Uh, don't see that uh, right after a quick cursory look here, but we'll see. And we'll see what they say tomorrow about what his timeline uh, actually looks like. All right, good stuff, guys. Uh, when we come back after the break, you want it, you need it. Brownie, it's the main reason you do this podcast. <laughs> Strutty's world is coming up, and uh, was he vulnerable enough with the chair? He's good now, Struts. Yeah, I think that's cool. It's a cool try. I think it was neat. I mean, swing and a miss, but at least he tried. All right. Yeah, yeah. So you're good on the on the on the being vulnerable part, Brownie. You held up your end of the deal. Strutty's world, though, coming up right after this break. Okay, heroes, are you trying to tough it out through a sports or life injury right now? Trying to prove your mettle by grinding through, gritting your teeth? Well, Redefined Health is here to say it's time to come on in. At Redefined Health, they'll high-five you for your toughness and then get to work on helping you fix the problem. Helping athletes and heroes find better balance, performance, and injury prevention, visit RedefineHealth.com. Are you ready to elevate your moving experience? Trusted for over 100 years, Ferguson Moving and Storage are your partners in relocation, ensuring your journey is smooth and stress-free. And say goodbye to surprises with Ferguson's transparent flat rate pricing. 
Contact them now for a free moving quote and use the promo code Ferguson to receive $100 off your next move. Visit FergusonMoving.com and let them lift your expectations. Winter is upon us, so why not make the best of it? Marmot Basin Ski Resort is where it's at. Ski half price every day, no blackout periods. Pick up your escape card for $99 and make winter fun more affordable. Half the price, all the powder. Get yours at www.skimarmot.com. When you make a mistake, heads should roll. It's not right. And I'm here. Someone has to put their foot down. Now that I say it out loud, it does sound a little crazy. Guy look good. Time now for Strutty's World, brought to you by DLR Vinyl Products. Locations in Calgary and in Edmonton. Whether you're a homeowner, contractor, or builder, DLR is the most reliable source for vinyl fence. Opened back in 2005. They're not going anywhere. Unmatched service. High-quality, North American-made products. Check them out. DLRVinylProducts.ca. My brother's company. Strutty, let's talk about something important, buddy. Off you go. According to a good friend of mine, I've been uh, uh, doing a crime for years. It's been incredible. I steal pens from hotels. Last <laughs> night, I was staying at a hotel in uh, Red Deer, and I, I used the pen and the, and the paper, the pad of paper, committing a crime, and I, I pulled the pen out and uh, make some notes, and I just sew it into my little briefcase. And I, when I leave, and I just take it. I do that all the time. When I played, I'm not kidding you, in my little satchel, I probably had 20 pens. It was like a collection. See how many you get. It was crazy from all these nice hotels. And they're nice pens. Those nice hotels don't cheap out. So I got in this debate today with this guy about, am I creating a, 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 you know, taking uh, the pen illegally? Because he said it's there to be used and reused by other people. I disagree. I think if it's there, it's got their name on it. They want me to use it. They want me to bring it home so I remember to go and stay in that place again. So, guys, I'm this is open for... Uh, a conversation am mm-hmm. i committing a crime every time i steal a pen and it's every time i go to a hotel mm-hmm. do, do, do you steal the shampoo bottles the, the, the no. lotions all those no sometimes i'll take the sometimes, lotion if it yeah, nice. lotion is always yeah. good it's always good to have a little extra yeah. lotion in your bag I, know. I i think there's nothing wrong with that strides i've got an entire drawer upstairs of all those pens too we're, we are doing advertising for those hotels is what we're doing it should be thanking doing, us they're doing, we're doing them a favor. I agree 100%. I'm on your side in this stretch. Leaky37 says, that is so funny. My wa- my wife is a pen klepto. <laughs> <laughs> Double A says, that's absolutely disgusting, Struds. Please return all those pens. Chad Jenkins says, I'm pretty sure those pens are there for you to take. That's Shane Matheson says, I'm with Struddy. I have about 30 pens from different hotels, some great contributions there on the uh, Weiss Johnson YouTube stream. A reminder that Weiss Johnson Heating and Air Conditioning, your place to go and check out their scratch and dent sale right now, up to 20% off units with minor imperfections. Their sales end in February, mid-February the 15th. Visit www.weiss-johnson.com for details. Jingle. That's how you guys got me, Shogger. 
I, I was cheaper because I have some minor imperfections. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, a few dents, a few scrapes. You know, nothing you can't just put a hat on and ignore, right? Hey, it's brownie comes at three quarters price. Uh, so I've had this debate too because, uh, full disclosure, Randy and my wife, we go into a hotel room and she basically just starts packing everything up. <laughs> it's like, if it's not bolted down, it's coming home with us. Keurig, oh like all the extra Keurig things. No. Cups, oh, not the actual Keurig machine. I know. I know. Cups, <laughs> like the every single thing, the hair nets, the, it's all coming home with us. And I think that's a little much. I think that's why we're paying so much for hotel rooms. It's because of crazy thieves like you guys. Well, I've seen Struds a couple of times on the, the, the podcast, but with the big, um, what's the Ritz Carlton robe he's walking around <laughs> in, in the background. My brother stole one of those once, and then I, he also gets a bill. It was like for $250. They charged him afterwards after he took it. So I, I never they, put those robes on. I never, because I don't think, I don't think people wash them. I really don't. The guy probably looks like, oh, this looks clean. It hangs it back up on the wall. I don't know who's been in there. I know they'd probably been naked under there, and I don't need to be have my gear rubbing up against someone else's gear that was on a, on a, on the the, the the robe so i i never i never put them on never ever gear i have, uh, I have nothing i got nothing on that struds you might be in trouble here john gillis is on the weiss johnson youtube stream oh and he says hi i work for the red deer rcmp oh so john <laughs> let us know your thoughts detective? <laughs> you know the detective here case of the missing pens I think a few pens are okay, and they generally are fairly quality. It, mm -hmm. I, it depends on the pen, though. It really does for me. I will take them if it's the type of pen that I like. You know what I go with, guys? I love these ones. You guys have these ones? Yeah, see, I these can't do any pen. I like they always work. Our daughter takes those apart. I, I, She just takes the apart because anything where they screw and pull out, she takes it apart. Now we got 8,000 dead pens in our house. So I like the Bic, the simple ones, just oh, wow. Bic's. Yeah, yeah. Calvin, is Best that my wants... vulnerable part? I, I, I like bits. Yeah, no, no, no. That chair is still your vulnerable part. I noticed you swung your camera back around yeah. from that embarrassment. <laughs> well, I'm afraid my poor mother-in-law is going to watch I'm this. She's gonna, oh my god, they're your Who's friends. They're not very nice. We don't mean to offend anybody. I actually, I will share with you guys. I got an email from somebody, and I won't say their name or anything. But while you guys were ripping on me about Settlers of Catan, you also took some hard shots. At Dungeons and Dragons, I think I oh, might. Oh no, as well. no, 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 no! We didn't. Struddy did. Wait, which I don't know how to do my finger. <laughs> Struddy that did. Way. Yeah, and Struddy, that guy did. I, I will share with you that actually the email oh, it was a very honest email that sort of said it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. I actually played that a lot and I enjoyed it. And I know you guys are just having fun, but I kind of felt like it kind of no. felt a little bit bullyingish again. So I, you know. We would never want to do that, but our sometimes are are making fun of each other. You know, we just dig for the sake of digging because it's now, a good line. Question: I I have never played Dungeons and Dragons. My son has, and he just had a bunch of buddies over, and they played it a yeah. couple of weeks ago. I have never played Dungeons and Dragons. I have no idea how to play Dungeons and Dragons. Struds, will you right. commit to a weekend of Dungeons and Dragons as a self improvement exercise? Yeah, so I'll, let me let me just clarify my position. Well, first I of all, played, you're going to oh, need we more than a week. Let me make no, things no, worse. Improvement. I play Boom Beach. I play that, and I'm not embarrassed to say that. I've mentioned many times I played it. The difference between 
the the settlers of the the wild west whatever game you play dungeons and dragons boom beach i'm all for games i'm not all for games when you're in jasper and i think that's where the separate so okay. i didn't intend to hurt his feelings if he went to jasper and also played a board game then I'm coming after you. But if you're just playing Dungeon Dragons at home with a couple cups of tea, no problem, man. I've got no problem with that. I've got you Good. do what you got to do. I'm learning to knit. Good I'm pretty sure I'm a little bit uh, vulnerable, but I'm not knitting in Jasper. Uh, Calvin Best with a suggestion for us wants a new segment called Gear Talk. <laughs> Gear Talk with Struds. No, but let's just be like, yeah. So as if I, if you put those robes on, I guarantee someone was naked in it and it wasn't washed. I promise you that. JCD780 <laughs> says, I can't say shit, though. I used to be a huge WOW nerd. Oh, I think that's World of Warcraft, right? Yeah, World I think so. I've never played that game either. I played that, Civilization. So I have my 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 warts too, right? Like a little bit. But... <laughs> so now it's warts? for playing yeah. games well you were not doing very well with the gamers penner's pancake says nothing wrong with a game monopoly on a minus 30 night Ooh, we were making the best call. of a tough situation good call. all right that was Struddy's mm -hmm. world brought to you by dlr vinyl products i like this guys we're kind of we're getting closer the three of us i would say <laughs> our friendships are becoming equally as as valuable to one another i'd say we're almost with all of this sharing and caring for one another we're almost all equal good friends guys well it's true we us. actually struds and i talked about that over lunch today <laughs> <laughs> Brownie, go have a seat on that garbage chair of yours. Beat it. Get out of here. Thanks, Brownie. Look forward to the okay. Zuby Wed game tomorrow night. Bye, Bye, buddy. Bye. Bye. We'll take a lap coming up next. See ya. The Edmonton Sport and Social Club spring season is set to go in May, and registration is just around the corner. Team up with your pals to play in slow pitch, beach volleyball, outdoor soccer, ultimate frisbee, and even cornhole leagues to keep the spring months full of excitement. Spring leagues begin in May. Registration opens on February 8th. Visit edmontonsportsclub.com for more details. Time to talk about your mortgage? It doesn't have to be a daunting conversation. With over 16 years in the industry, Maria Gallus with Maximal Mortgages knows how to make it easy. With access to dozens of different lenders, let Maria customize the perfect solution for you. Whether you're purchasing, refinancing or renewing, or a first-time buyer, Maria's simplistic approach and expert advice will have you feeling confident you're in great hands making informed decisions. Take the stress out of your mortgage journey. Contact Maria Gallus at mortgagesbymaria.ca. That's mortgagesbymaria.ca. Time now to take a lap. Brought to you by Backscape, the product that is taking the online world by storm right now. Get rid of unwanted back hair by yourself with Backscape. Water-resistant rechargeable shaver coupled with the long handle let you take care of business on your own. Shave in any direction with no bumps or cuts. Right now, their biggest sale of the year, 30 to 50% off. Visit Backscape.com. That's B-A-K-Scape.com. You can see Struds modeling it there. B-A-K-Scape.com. Choose from a variety of packages delivered right to your door. Backscape. Stay smooth, gentlemen. Where are we going, Struds? Well, it's starting Calgary, and obviously, uh, you know that team is is 
you know, trying to get their traction and a player that they really need is Dylan Dubé. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, uh, he's stepped away from the team uh, to deal with some uh, mental health uh, work he's going to put in for himself. And, you know, yes. his, his last year, about a three-year deal, around $7 million total. And, you know, his numbers haven't really been that good. I, I've liked him. And, and you know, it, now maybe it makes sense, I guess, if we want to say, well, you know, he's been struggling uh, to, 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 to play the level he wants to. Uh, obviously, he's not quite in the, the mindset he wants to have to be successful. So stepping away, um, not sure when he's going to be back. And then, quite frankly, it's uh, that's totally up to him. But it's just, you know, it's it, you know, sometimes we have to understand that players are struggling on the ice. There may be something they might be, you know, fighting something uh, away from the rink that uh, is limiting their ability. Hundred percent. Oliver Shillington just went through um, yeah. this kind of thing there as well, yeah. right? And I think, you know, the team clearly with their statement today is going to be incredibly supportive. And I think it's, um, you know, they made the statement, they made it very clear. And you just really hope for uh, positive things for Dylan Dubay. He steps away from the game, takes a little bit of time and, uh, you know, gets whatever he needs to get sorted out, takes the time to do that and then can make a, you know, a healthy return and you just want him to be healthy in life. And if that includes hockey, um, you know, then, then that's amazing too. But we've seen this and we've heard about this more often and uh, applaud the players that take the time they need to take to make sure that they are square um, for themselves and for their loved ones. So yeah, good point there, Struddy. And we'll uh, wish him all the best in that. Yeah, for sure. It'd be great if he can come back and be who he wants to be. Uh, the next point is, you know, the NHL uh, edge shot stats were introduced this year, and you can track track it online and mm-hmm. kind of figure out what's going on. And and we had the hardest shot tracked today. Uh, oh, I didn't from, see it. Yeah, Colin Miller uh, today got one hundred two point five nine, the hardest shot so far tracked. Uh, another D man takes it over from a radish, the D man out of uh, Tampa or. or uh, Chicago, uh, it actually doesn't really matter, yeah, but he, um, he, he, that's, that's who he beat out. Now I, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest, Shogger. I, I do like stats, like the analytics and stuff. I'm really kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I always take a peek and look at it. I'm not super interested in, you know, how far a guy skated or, or the hardest shot or how hard a shot is. Like if, if player X shoots at 89 miles an hour, it really doesn't do anything for me, but seeing what the top end is, I think it is interesting. Uh, should be noted that Radish is a one-time shot. Now, this wasn't a one-time. He skated in from the red line and just hammered at the blue line. But, you know, it's pretty hard when you're shooting it that hard in a game. No uh, kidding. Pretty impressive. Unreal that players jump in front of those things on purpose, too. <laughs> like, blocking shots, Struds, of all of the things that athletes do in all of the sports, right? All of the things that athletes are expected to do across all of sport. Give me an example of something that athletes, it's their job to do that is more fundamentally dangerous and ridiculous than the expectation <laughs> of hockey players blocking shots. Like boxing, you get in there and you, so that, that's on a whole, like combat sports, yeah. never mind. Set those yeah. aside. But you know what I mean? I do. It's insane and it's expected. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's a good, I, I, a couple of comparisons come to mind. Uh, taking a charge in basketball. Because those are really big guys, and you never know—he might get an elbow or a knee, uh, might be there. Um, mm-hmm. This was before they changed the rules, but you, you know, people that were wedge breakers off a kickoff or a punt, and you know, they, the the team would make a wedge in front of the returner, and you had to be the first guy through there. 
to yeah. break the wedge. Crazy. You 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 know there's going to be contact. At least yeah. in hockey, there's a chance that pick puck move, misses you, <laughs> and you're praying that it does. <laughs> but but in that that was pretty hardcore. So, um, but it is brave uh, to to get in there. But if done right, more often than not, you're going to be okay. If you get you know where you need to be, don't turn your back. Um, it, it it you're generally going to be okay. But the odd time you are going to break a foot. But the order's penalty kill, and so many penalty kills are designed that if the puck swings across the top, right, and you've got that hinge going, the D-man in front of the net needs to turn and front the puck from the D-man waltzing in from 25 feet away. Like, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And, and it's one. impressive that they do this. That's the worst situation, yeah. is the D-man in that spot on the penalty kill. The, the reason it's the worst is because you're not close. The closer yeah. you are, the less chance it has for the puck to get up. Uh, but also, you know, you're so far back and so vulnerable. I used to hate that. I remember Kovalchuk, when he was in Atlanta, I'd have to go over there and I was a right to have to step over. And this guy's dropping bombs. I'd be like, someone just take that pass away. Like, I was so scared to get hit. I didn't care if it went in my net. I just didn't want to go in my head. And I was like, please don't hit me. Please don't hit me. And he, to his credit, he never did. Um, but I, you have to get in the lane. That's the job or else you don't get in the PK. Man, oh man. All right. That was ask us or no, that wasn't ask us anything. That was take a lap brought to you by our good buddies over at Backscape. Zuby hop back on in here, buddy. Let's get to our ask us anything segment. Lots of line combinations coming in on the stream. Lots of different things. People are, uh, firing their suggestions in. Ask Us Anything brought to you by the Shark of the Park, Rini Buclan of Maxwell Devonshire Realty. Voted the number one individual agent for two years in a row. You'll see why when you see her commitment to providing her clients with professional service, skilled negotiation, experience and knowledge. Uh, Sherwood Park, Edmonton and surrounding area, kind of that specialty. Give her a call, 780-994-0180. Any comments on the stream about the Zuby Wed game, Zuby? How are What's the audience uh, think? They're yeah. the ones that we're doing all this for. Yeah, Sherry was excited about it. A few people, yeah, we're Good right. Old Good old Sherry. Yeah, a few so people positive. were on it. They were like, let's do it. So I think it's, I. someone said put up a poll, but I didn't see anyone say don't do it. So I don't think it needs a poll. I, I consider that 100% approval rating that nobody it's said. It's going to be oh, so bad. That sounds like I'm a terrible bad guy. guy. It's I'm the suck. bad guy here. I actually said the, what I thought. Everyone else is just... They all felt bad, so they were just, oh, no, it's a great idea. We do a lot of good segments. It's okay if this one's garbage. Second segment tomorrow night might be hot garbage, but we might laugh a little bit. So, And Zuby, it's all on you. It's all for entertainment. It's all on me. I'll never – this is my one and only shot. I'll never get yeah. a chance to suggest Don't a screw it up, buddy. Again. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> if it goes I love that poorly. this is the one you're taking a chance with. <laughs> you, you have all this thing, and you're like – this one is, it's got a real, there's a, an alarm going off in my ear. I and mean, this is the one yeah. you're promoting. Yeah. I have all this creative freedom at my fingertips. And this is what I've landed on. Re this is me trying, not to, me trying not to micromanage and this shit happens, Struts. That's, that's basically what's happening here. Rehashing a 70s game show. And it's Bob Eubanks, by the way, Steve. Uh, I didn't look it up. It would have been easy to do. But Steve was on the chat and he uh, piped right. in there. He's the, he's the host. Um some other nerd speak really quickly. J uh, Jay says fantasy football slash uh, hockey slash football is just dungeon Dungeons and Dragons for jocks. So I thought that was that, hmm, that's a point. pretty pretty, pretty accurate. Good. And um, yeah. Cawood Publishing on the stream says we publish some D and D books. We can send you something. So maybe we can all get ourselves to be a little bit more educated right. on the subject. Right. Um, 
On Perry, uh, Bobo Fett says, Adam Oates helped Jarrett Stoll, Keith mentored Bouchard. Do you think Perry can help McLeod, Holloway with grit and edge needed for winning? Those guys specifically, or maybe someone else. What do you think, Stretty? I do. I, I think so. I mean, it's you, you, you always look towards the older players to show you how to do it, especially guys that have done it and done it well for a long time. Oilers fans, you can hate Corey Perry. The reason you hate him is because he's effective. If he was just uh, you know a, a vanilla player that didn't really do anything, like oh yeah okay no problem we don't mind this guy, but you hate the guys that you wish were on your team. Now this isn't Corey Perry from 15 years ago, but there is value in what he brings, and I think that that's a really well made point by that that note that the, he is going to help those other guys get involved, get into the game, understand how to draw draw other players kind of. Uh, into the fight. So I, I, I look forward to what he can bring. And I, I, I'll be honest, I made a mistake years ago. I was asked about him. I said, no, he can't skate anymore. And I was wrong to the tune of a few trips to Stanley Cup. Struds, we didn't talk a lot about it, but what about the Stanley Cup, Cup aspect of it? I mean, the owners don't have that in their room. And right. Corey Perry has won at basically every single level, triple gold club, right? Juniors, champion, world championships, Olympics, won a Memorial Cup. Like the guys won everything. Yeah. And if you recall the year that the Oilers went pretty deep, I mean, Duncan Keith was uh, was part of things and they had some of that. So, I mean, you tell me. Yeah, you need, I think it's important to have that because someone's been through it and they understand how hard it is, the grind, the ups and the downs, weathering both of those. I, I remember when I was with the Rangers, um, you know, we, we had lost a really big game in game five. We were up and then we ended up losing it in really kind of a bad fashion. And we were devastated, devastated. And on the bus, uh, before you know, we pulled out of Buffalo, and we, before we got on the plane, Shannon asked everyone to leave except the players. And he spoke to us about you know just managing it. And when we get off this bus, mm. we leave it here because we're going back to New York to win. And this is how you do it. And I, I really, I was like, that's a great thing because he's won. He's won the Stanley Cup. Not that Yager hadn't, but he's the one who's willing to talk. So to have that voice and say, it's going to be okay. Or if you're really high and say, hey, guys, let's bring it down. It's a four, best yeah. of seven. We've won two games. Congrats. We haven't won anything yet. And there was some reporting out of Chicago. I wish I could accredit it right now, but I can't remember who it was about how when things were going a little bit rough in the early going for the Blackhawks, Perry was fairly vocal in that room in some of the player-only meetings and such. So I think it's 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 an arrow he has in his quiver. I think he's a guy that can bring those elements. Um, so we'll see how much of a benefit that is for the order. Zuby, blast through a bunch, buddy. Another quick uh, on Perry Reaper says, I mean, you get, we might not know the answer to this, but maybe you have a thought. The elephant in the room will be um, with Perry is what are the performance bonuses, realistic goals to work towards or like Browns where he gets the extra millions for 10 games played or something arbitrary like that. Do you, do you anticipate a performance bonus laden contract? Mm, I uh, will, I guess maybe we'll find out more about that in, in the next couple of days, but uh, Chris Johnson did a bit of reporting on the contract. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think this is a, a deal from now to the end of the year prorated. I don't know there'll be a pile of ridiculous bonuses attached to it. Strutty, I, I would probably be surprised. I don't get the sense there was a dozen teams lined up. Yeah, likewise, I'd be we'll surprised see. if there's anything more. But, yeah, TBD. Yeah. Okay. Um, Quaddy says, uh, is it possible Holland does not trade away the Oilers' first rounder this year? Uh, Penner's yes. pancakes chiming in on there to saying he thinks it'll be used in a deal to offload Campbell. So yeah, this is going. a great point, Struddy. I was just thinking about this today. The way this is shaping up for what the Oilers need for this year, I don't know if they need to offload that first round pick for what they need this year, Struds. 
Yeah, and that's a really good point. So keep in mind, you know, Holloway and Prairie cost nothing. They cost them no acquisition cost to get these two guys in there. And they should help the bottom six. You still have Broberg in the minors, so that gives you 7D. Um, so what do you need? I still think they need a middle, like a, let's call it a third-line player. You know, I've voiced Adam Henrique as an example. I know that money might be tough. I'd probably get, an, you know, probably another D. And then what about the backup goalie? But all none of those things should be a first-round pick. Not, none of them. You're talking, you know, some later picks for, for some of those things. Um, so I think it's a really well-made point. Uh, but the, the idea of using a first-round pick to shake off Campbell's deal, whew. Struds, it ain't a first-round pick, buddy. Might be two. Oh, yeah, that's – yeah, but any – like, I just – I think that's a buyout. I think it's buyout all year. I think that's what's happening. I, I really – I know it's not popular, but I'm not trading two first-rounders to get rid of Campbell's deal. Hmm. So uh, There's a note here on the stream from Luca saying, Rashog blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> uh, Luca, I'm not sure what your handle is on Twitter, but fire it on the stream here, and we'll give it another go, okay, pal? I appreciate you paying attention to the podcast. So send me your handle and I'll unblock you and we'll start fresh. Brand new relationship. Uh, Peter Lavely says, during this streak, do you think that McDavid and Leon are getting enough credit for their defensive contributions? Struts? It's the total. It's the total team. I don't think you can just say it's just them. I think everyone's embraced it from Bouchard all the way through the D up through the top guys like Connor and Leon. I... Because if just two guys were doing what they was required or, or being better, um, the team would still be suffering in other areas. Like we're talking about two goals or less in most of the games, which is incredible. So I, I think we've got to – I'm not just going to sit and say those two guys have been better. I think everyone's put way more thought and had more discipline in the way they approach the defense side of the game. Yeah, you know, and and that probably coming from the comment that he threw at Spec last night post game, which you know I like that because that's Connor being a little looser in those media availabilities, having some fun. He was just he was just messing around, but he was kind of serious too. And I'm sure Spec had a laugh at that too. Uh, but Struds, nobody's under more pressure night in night out to produce offense, and it's hard to blame those guys for nights where the offense isn't coming when they've cheated. And I do think they deserve a huge amount of credit because with that pressure comes that need to try and push the offense and they're going the other way they're digging in defensively to try and create offense in the other direction so because they face that pressure to produce i give them a ton of a ton of credit for the defensive effort that they're putting in and, and mcdavid in particular truly Calvin Best says, um, talking about a Stanley Cup pedigree, he says they have coffee on the bench with cup rings. Do you guys feel like that's the same thing or does it translate in a different way when it's players? Yeah, it's good. It's, it helps. You know, and he he is a very, he's, he's a fun guy and a neat guy to talk to. And obviously he's done a good job of the D. Um, but it's same when you're in the dressing room, right? And he was in the dressing room, but I think to have a player an actual player who's been there, I think it does make a difference. Although he was a player, he's a coach now. Uh, it's it's a great asset to have, but I, just, I think it's different with the player in the room. Uh, I had a good one here, uh, Zuby, saying, Shogger, level with us. Were you wearing only boxers below the desk during your <laughs> Sunday TSN hit? I get asked that one all the time. No, but I, so I had the full suit on up top, but I'll try and show you here. I just got like the, I got the Under Armour sweatpants going and that's what I had on for the uh, for the hit today. Nice, I was saving that one. Um, but that's okay. We've got something else here. Um, on Kane, um, 
Who is it? D. White said, Kane has 14 goals in the first half of the season. All the haters need to lay off. He's doing just fine, and the team's doing great. Uh, you know, I mean, if he if he did double that in the back half, and he only he did most of that damage in, like, seven, eight games, if he has a stretch like that again and finishes close to 30 goals, isn't is it the narrative kind of on him come out a little different, Shoggy? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean... Evander Kane just needs to keep playing hard and and keep shooting the puck and keep banging bodies and, you know, just do his thing. And there's a place for him. There's an important place for him. They need him. And like we said before, there's a little bit of noise every now and then. So what? He'll be a very valuable player for them in the playoffs. I, I agree. I won't even add anything. That's perfect. Oh, oh sure. All right. I got one yeah, more go thing. I got the latest Struddy movie poster. Struddy. Oh, <clears throat> I almost forgot about this. We, I had it the other day. It was times that elapsed a little bit, but of course, Shreddy, who brought us uh, Karate Dundee, also brought us this. This is the newest one from Shreddy here. This is Warthog Day. <laughs> and this is coming up, you know, now less what than 10 days away. Say, he was talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs like a warthog coming out of the hole to look and see if the playoffs are going to be there. He or was saying the Leafs, what? the Leafs fans poke their poke their heads out in Edmonton when the Leafs come to town, <laughs> like and warthog, like day. the warthog who comes out and I believe yeah. the quote was every once in a while, <laughs> not every <laughs> February second, <laughs> once a year. It's not every once in a while. It's, oh, I it's love a, it. What a surprise! This comes out on the day that I challenged him on his new segment. <laughs> I, yes. I know. Zuby, this is why I'm giving you the creative license that I am with producing parts of the show when you do stuff like that. It hits and amazing. misses, you know. They can't all be home. Yeah. And so maybe just... It's going to be... It'll be brutal. It's so going to be fabulous. Just... And a final thought, Ace96 said, some of the hardest working people are people on a second chance. Maybe that's just a... Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. For sure. Shorty, we invited you back after you kept up showing, kept showing up late and we stuck <laughs> with you. And you've done a good job with your second chance. Now, I brought in Brownie just in case, but I haven't had to pull the trigger yet. So I'm, I'm happy you're still with us. One time. That's second chance. chance to time. Uh, last one. Uh, Bruce says, my wife is sitting listening to you guys and can't stop laughing. She loves Struddy's laugh. That one coming to us from Bruce. Oh. That was Ask Us Anything. Brought to you by Rini Buclan. Have to say, guys, 562 people sitting on the live stream tonight here with us on a Sunday night, talking hockey, BSing, having fun. That's incredible. From where we started to where it is right now is amazing. So thank you so much for joining us. Do us a favor. Hit the like button if you get a chance. That helps us with our algorithm. But we love what this live stream is built into. It's tons of fun. I'll apologize in advance for whatever the hell tomorrow night ends up being, though, fellas. Train wrecks are fun to watch too. I mean, hopefully nobody gets hurt. That's all. <laughs> Talk about pressure for Zuby. I love I it. Know. I love I it for sure. Let's do our gem of the day. Roby uh, Zuby, roll the music. Let's get our gem of the day done. Struddy, what do you got, buddy? Well, it circles back towards what I was talking about with the pens and uh, the Mediterranean chicken on Twitter says to me, um, as someone who worked at a hotel, most open unused lotion soaps are thrown away. So you should take those. You're really going to take the unopened or the, the, did he say the open ones or the unopened ones? Uh, he said most uh, used open ones are taken. Like, like when you use them, if you use half the bottle, they're going to throw them out. And I, right. I've never, I've never gone to a hotel where it was half open or lotion bottles still open. That's you imagine a lotion that's half gone. You touch yeah. It yeah. <laughs> no yeah. chance, Lance. Yeah. That's your gem of the day. 
<laughs> like we have yeah, Brownie's okay. chair to choose from. My line about the lampshades not fitting on your head. There was way more quality in this I, podcast than some meandering comment on Twitter just because it was to you. I didn't really get the lampshade. I have to be honest. I didn't know what you're talking about. You, you didn't even get that? I did, did, really did you get, get that when I said it? Well, yeah, it's like the sort of like Life the dun, like the dunce cap almost. It's uh, no, no. The guy, like he said, well, I don't his like head, the size of his head. Donkey. I understand that part of it. Center attention's the donkey, the drunk donkey at the party that's got the lampshade on his head. Yes, like yeah. that—that's universally known as you're trying to be the center of attention. You have the lampshade on your head at the party. I've never seen that. Oh, I knew I've it was just a, I knew it was a drunk guy, but I didn't know it was necessary. Yeah, I guess it was the light. It would be the life of the party type. I knew huh. it was the drunk guy at the party, but I, uh, that's that's what I get for bringing my elevated level of comedy to this program. <laughs> oh, yeah. I need to keep it uh, dummied down. More Seinfeld references. More Seinfeld. Okay, let's get out of here. We went long tonight. Great job on the podcast tonight. We're going to drop another one tomorrow night. Uh, looking forward to that. Thanks for your downloads and your subs, and a huge thanks to Sherwood Buick GMC. And thank you to all of you who joined us on the live stream tonight. Still 500 plus and going strong. We awesome. love all of you. Cheers.